Here we go. So this is the official first podcast test for the revolution of the salesman. It will not be an event in Salesforce. Um, th- this podcast, this isn't a how-to or best practices or or the 10 best ways to engage clients. If that's what you're looking for, or if you're the guy that your profile picture on LinkedIn is you in your car with a thumbs up, th- this isn't going to be your thing. Um, th- the goal here is to collaborate with other salespeople in a means to, to vet, right? To get it all out. Get all the, the negativity out. I don't want it to be a rant site. So we don't want to rant and talk about how awful sales is because we know. We already know, right? So this is more, <clears throat> the end game here is more to collaborate, to to build strength in numbers, to try and adopt change, to try and get, get some of these organizations to see the way that the, they look at their sales force, right? We are the stock price. We drive it. We own it. We are the business. Yes, there are shareholders. Yes, there are very important people that make the business run. But without us, your product's going to be pretty stagnant. Uh, I'm talking about you know feet on the ground, cold calling, hunter, outside B2B sales reps. And unfortunately, uh, we don't get treated very well. In fact, we get treated like uh, we're, we're not needed, you know. They could do without. Um, and then there's the contradicting message of you're not needed, but turnover is killing us. So the purpose of the podcast is for pe- somewhere for people to go to, to listen to the struggles of other people. Again, not, not to rant, not to talk about how awful it is, but... To discuss, to you know, to build our networks, to discuss what's going on, uh, to ultimately bring about some change. So, to start off, I'll give my background and my story, if you will. Um, I have been in outside B2B sales now for about eight years, since 2011. Um, during that time, I'm 33 years old, married. During that time, uh, I've sold, I started out in inside sales, I sold copiers, I sold networking equipment, managed service contracts, payroll, um, online benefits enrollment, applicant tracking, right? A lot of SaaS. So, tax accounting software. So, my resume looks a lot like everyone else's including sales VPs um, these these district sales managers if that's what you want to call them um, and what's the one thing you hear during any given interview oh you've got a lot of diversity in your resume you don't stay anywhere too long well I think we can all agree that that's a product of the industry uh, because if you look at the guy saying that to you chances are he's only been in his role 10 months so sort of back to my story. Um, for years, I've I've wanted to do this. I wanted to create, you know, a, a white collar union or get us organized in a way that we can have a little bit more power. Um, so over the course of the years, I've been thinking about the best vehicle to to use, and I th- I think this is it. Um, getting a union started with dues and fees, I just don't see that happening. Salespeople, you know, we're e- we're we're eager buyers. We we buy pretty fast because we know how the process, the terrible process of selling. Um, so we pay for LinkedIn Premium. We you know we pay for uh, Data.com, email sites. You know we pay for that sort of stuff. So to make this a free outlet, I think is is going to be more valuable. Uh, than trying to build build a um, a union, if you will. Um, 
Yeah. So I was most recently working at, and to keep everything pretty confidential, because we all know what could happen if, if you know, confidentiality is broken. Um, they're pretty, pretty big brother these days, so they know what we do. They know every mouse click we make, every call. So to save ourselves from that, I would suggest being very vigilant there. But I was working for a company headquartered out of the Eastern Europe area, uh, an industry leader in tax and accounting compliance. I was selling a subscription-based service calling on accountants and larger accounting departments in the corporate space. Um, I'll be honest, my first year, I struggled. It was tough. Wrote about 60% of my quota, which in my mind was pretty impressive considering I had the state of Kentucky. And the state of Kentucky and tax compliance, it, it, got, pretty, it got pretty lively, <laughs> to say the least. So I come into year two. Um, still hovering around 60%. What happens? We all know what happens. I get the verbal, right? The DSM tells me that I have to write $60,000 worth of business in Q4 or I'm gone. This, I hang up the phone. I, it, you know, it just washes over me. Our average deal size is three dollars to $5,000. And he wants me to write $60,000 in three months. You know, you can do the math. It was impossible. I called my colleagues and coworkers, and, you know, they basically started saying goodbye. Well, what happened? Not only did I hit it, I exceeded it. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a product of making more dials. It was a product of sheer fear, uh, you know, uh, of begging, borrowing, pleading. But I got it done, right? So I wrote $67,000 worth of business. It's Christmas. I'm happy. I'm thinking, hey, I've got a strong 2018 to look forward to. i got a whole other year at this. Um, you know, help cure some of that. And I put in quotes, resume diversity. Um, you know, it wasn't the right industry for me, but I, I wanted to get another year out of it, and it paid well. So I come into to January right after New Year's, the first Monday after New Year's there, and I get, I get an invite Monday morning from my boss for a, again, quote, quick catch-up. Just a quick catch-up, not a one-on-one -on -one, uh, catch-up. So I join the phone call, and I hear the first beep, and then I hear beep, 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 beep. I instantly knew the score. Um, you know, and I get this whole roundabout, uh, you know, oh, you know, you did, you did well in Q4 and, you know, we really appreciate that and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but we're, we're restructuring, we're re reorganizing. Uh, this has nothing to do with performance. It's just a, a matter of territory alignment, right? So they get rid of me and seven others on a team of 55. We get a severance package, doesn't look half bad. I am sort of relieved in, in a way, so I take the severance and I'm on my way. Well, now I'm dumped into the world we know of trying to find another sales job. Like an idiot, I was going around being honest, explaining the story I have just told you. Nobody was buying that. That instantly reads, you were fired, you were canned, you did something wrong, you didn't meet quota, right? So, a couple other guys that got hacked with me were telling me, look, you, you gotta lie. You gotta, you gotta tell them you're, you're either still there or you're looking for, or, or you're, you got an offer with someone else. Um, as soon as I did that, I started getting more intriguing offers and getting further along in the process, and I got another sales job. Um, I get there six, seven months later, and I, I'm not kidding you. There, the value, there is no value prop. There's, there's, there's nothing. 
there it it's siloed in six different divisions it's a complete shotgun start um, the product is is was literally built in 1999 the pricing is three times more than the competition uh, my vertical market is so small and so segmented that you can take about 60% of it and immediately eliminate it because another division of the company I work for goes and sells a product that I'm trying to sell to a vertical market. I know, you're going, what the hell is he talking about? The clients I call on, right, their business, right, how they get their clients I work for a company that does the same thing. So what's the first question out of their mouth? You guys are a direct competitor of ours. Why would I do business with you? And I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time handling that objection. So just to give you a picture of, of what I want to achieve here is, you know, how are these, how are these positions being created? How, how do we defeat this resume diversity, right? How do we vet out th these, these warning flags during the interview process? Because I would be really surprised if I heard from some of you. And, and I mean, almost nothing is discussed during the interview. They want to see your stack rankings, your activity metrics. They want to talk about your resume. Uh, we don't find out to the very, very final stages what our territory is. And nine times out of ten when you start it isn't the same as what they told you. Um, and in a lot of cases, I haven't seen my comp plan until I accepted the position. Did the urine screen, did the background check. So, so how do we get better at, at getting that information up front? And how do, how do we better vet these opportunities? How do we get rid of the terrible ones? How do we get away from these recruiters with, with the turnover they have? Um, so it's, it's coming from that place. And I think if we can get together as a team, as a group of individuals with, with similar goals, we can start changing this process. Just, just by our own experiences. You know, just by by each one of us taking it upon ourselves to get answers to these questions, to challenge these things, to demand, you know, to see the comp plan and the territory structure and, and get some something, some verbiage, some paperwork and email, something in writing to, to shore this all up. I do not want this to be uh, a bitch rant, you know, sales is awful site, or podcast rather. Um, ideally, I want to get the everyday salesperson to call in and talk about the struggles because they're real. We know they're real. And then as a group, we can collect these stories, right? And we can take action against these stories whether we build up enough for a, a you know a specific vertical market or we build up enough for a specific company uh, who to watch out for hiring managers company specific whatever it might be I think that would just be really beneficial to all of us all of you out there that are saying that this isn't real you really gotta you really got to check your stats because it's not changing. It's changed. It's happened. It's not happening. It's already happened. It's here. We are living it. Uh, and if you, you know, if you've been in your role more than four years, good for you. Stay there. Don't leave. And they're treating you well. Don't, don't leave. Trust me. Um, if you think I'm full of crap, just, just go look. You know, go, go pick a company, pick a regional sales manager title, 
and just look at the turnover. It's incredible. It really is. So we have two options. We can sit back and take it um, and go through the stress of changing jobs every every two years, every two and a half years, or we can fix it. And the only way we're going to fix it, in my opinion, and in the opinions of my colleagues and former coworkers, is as a cohesive unit. So again, I just want to reiterate the goals here. Um, on more of the big brother topic, you know, we, we've got to get into this. I've been saying this for years, and people have thought me crazy. Paranoid, you're paranoid, you're nuts, you're crazy. But the capabilities of these giant companies and their ability to be big brother is, is truly incredible. Um, they are very, very bold in what they have in their writing, in their, in their privacy agreements. They're very bold on how they approach you and your privacy. Uh, and somebody somewhere must have finally said something because now they're starting to disclose this information. For example, um, I know a, a big payroll provider that does not issue a, a corporate cell phone. They make you bring your own device or, or BYOD, you know, bring your own phone. And what they want you to do is they want you to download a program called Mass360. Well, this program allows you to access the company's VPN and email and your calendar, which is great, right? It's very handy. Um, it's very useful. But they, during the training video on how to, to install it, they literally disclosed that they have access to everything you do on your phone, voicemail, text, um, apps that you download, pictures you take. They have the access, but they don't go look. I'm sorry, maybe you are the ultimate truster of people. That's one thing. But to trust a corporation, personally, I think you got to be out of your mind to trust any corporation. Um, and then to trust them with the most intimate details of your life, which people would argue would be your phone moreover than your computer or your or someone sitting in your living room it's your cell phone so again for all those doubters for all those people who don't put tape over their their video cameras on their computer you better start because it's out there i've witnessed it i've seen the disclosure it's been told to me so it's out there the only reason you're not hearing it from your company is nobody's challenged them on it yet. Nobody's filed a lawsuit. Nobody's no, nobody's done whatever somebody did in this case. So that's that's a big big part of this. If you're using LinkedIn to prospect, which who isn't? We all are. It's a great way to find new clients. It's a great way to find new prospects. It's a great way to net network and all that hunky-dory stuff that we do, but it's also a vehicle for us to gain new employment. Um, I'd be lying if I said my past three jobs where I was recruited out of my position, again, I say recruited out, uh, because, you know, they, I was two years in, and they just, so they just stopped liking me for some reason, so I took another position, recruited out, you're using the same tool. So these recruiters are now using LinkedIn, which your company now has full access over your LinkedIn account. They can, they potentially can see every click you make, every post, uh, every, you know, request that you send, especially if you're like me and you expense the premium. They could probably argue that they own that site then. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the way they think. So, definitely something to keep in mind. 
Um, I love these cute little terms they throw around. Coach, you know, they coach someone out. You know, and basically what that means is you aren't, you're looking for a job or you're, you're being the negative Nancy on the team or, or they just don't like you. And yes, that, that happens. That happens. I might change the name of this podcast to the paranoid salesman, but I'm telling you, for years I've been doing research for years. I've been talking to people in my network that you, you normally wouldn't talk to. And this is the stuff that's happening. You know, they can say and do whatever they want. The government can say and, and do whatever they say they're going to do. But the reality is, what's the situation for you on the street? What's your situation? When you have a one-on-one with your boss, what's he talking to you about? Right? Those are the things we can change if we just unite. If we become a collective bunch. If we become one instead of... Or if we become a million instead of one, right? So that guy knows if he just coaches you out because he just doesn't like you. Because you don't like Phil Collins or you don't listen to the right this. Or you don't, you're not involved in youth baseball or whatever it might be. So when he goes to coach you out, he knows that there's 100 to 200 people who won't fill that position. Because we are a cohesive collective group. How great would that be? A fair shot. Right? Or another scenario. You miss, you know, a month of quota. Right? And it's, I mean, it's unspeakable. You goose egg a month. Again... If you're one of those guys that that's never happened to, good for you. Congrats. Why are you even listening to podcasts that have anything to do with sales? You especially should not be listening to this one. Because, frankly, I just don't believe you. Uh, We're human beings, and we sell things that humans created and thought up. So... And we're interacting with humans and their decision making. So I just I just don't believe you. Sorry, man. Um, again, you're that guy that that uh, probably has his own podcast. You know, never miss a month of quota podcast by Justin Stevens. So beat it, you know, um, because the rest of us, it happens, right? And when it does. We all know what happens after a goose egg month. They are up your ass so far that if they spit, it's coming out of your mouth. So, if you're one of those, you're putting in the work, right? You're doing the work, but the results just aren't coming. It's the only industry, other than maybe an actor or maybe a musician, where it's possible to work a full week, maybe even go 60 hours, and goose egg. You can do that in this in this industry. So not only are you told that you're no good and you're on the path to getting coached out, you've been working the entire month, stressing out, freaking out, because you know what's coming, right? Again, wouldn't it be nice if if we had uh, something in place to to say, hey, this is normal? And get back to to a, the way it used to be. You know, missing a month. It, it could be something personal. We are humans. We, we do experience personal experiences. Whether they be positive or negative. It could be bad luck. It could be anything, right? But the difference is we need these managers to know that it's alright. Because according to everyone I've ever met, they've never missed a month. So, you've got that. In my opinion, a good analogy for that would be like a guy that comes up to you in a bar and he says, I've never been beat up. Never. Every fight I've been in, I've whipped their ass every time, all the time. 
I, I'm sorry. I don't believe that. I've been in plenty of fights. I know a lot of people have been in fights. In my mind, if you haven't had a good ass whooping once, you've never been in a real fight. So, I don't believe you. So, you, you've never missed a month of quota? Good for you. You probably haven't sold anything. Because um, if you've never been truly beat up, and I mean beat up, you've probably never been in a fight. Or a real one, anyway. Um, ask any fighter that. Ask Mike Tyson that. Mike Tyson's been beat up. I don't know about that one, but there are plenty of UFC fighters and boxers that have been beat up. And they've been in fights. And they admit to being beat up. So, if you don't admit to your, your quota failures or your quarterly failures, you're, you're a fucking liar. Big bro. Um, now I want to bring up another, another hot topic, another buzzword, another, uh, frequently asked question, you know, which comes down to how we, how we are perceived through our peers. Now, you know, in this world, gossip can be one of the greatest toolkits one of the greatest tools you can have, it can also fucking destroy you. It can also take you from a top performer, right, loved by everybody, to the biggest piece of shit in the entire division. Because we, we socially interact with our coworkers. It's a, it's a strange, you know, and I know that happens in a lot of different industries and a lot of different, you know, small businesses, but it's different. We are still operating at that perceived level that these corporations expect. And we're out, we're going out and we're getting hammered after a day of death by PowerPoint, you know, and the boss is there. Well, I don't know about you, but like most people, when I start to get a little drunk, I get a little loose-lipped and I overshare. There's a buzzword for you, oversharing. Right? Um, you know, I say something really stupid. Talk about how I'm a nineties baby and you know, all the all the drugs I've tried, you know, and how much I love Nirvana, you know, and, and Soundgarden and the the nails. You know, that's great, but these people it's not the right setting, right? I'm not kicking it with my with my homeboys, you know, you're in a corporate setting, and I struggle with this all the time, because I don't like to center myself at all, you know, I, I, I really don't, I, I, not in family settings, not with my friends, not, not with anyone, I think, you know, it's, it's a First Amendment right, and it's an amendment right we don't have in corporate sales, um, so there it is, boom, there's, there's the, the uh, answer to that question right there. We don't have the right. You gotta watch what you say. Everyone you talk to at your organization, you have to assume that that information is gonna go directly to your boss. Because even though you think you're your homeboys with one of the guys in your crew, he might want one of your states. He might want some of your territory. He might, you know, it's everybody's out for number one. Everybody's out for themselves. Nobody gives two shits about you, your problems, you know, uh, how you're doing. They really don't care in, in this corporate world. They don't give a shit. It's hard enough to get your best friends to care and your family to care. Your coworkers, no, they don't care. So you gotta you gotta play the game. And unfortunately, you've lost your First Amendment right. Now, you can go ahead and try. You know, I've done it. I've, I've uncensored myself. I've worn my Nine Inch Nails t-shirt out to an event. You know, the downward spiral t-shirt to a social event after a, a day of sales training. It doesn't go over well. It, it, it brings up conversations and then I start talking about things I shouldn't be talking about. And, you know, if you're remote... You're only seeing your sales manager, what, two, three, four, five times a year at max? 
So he can pretty much base who you are as a person off of those four and five encounters. So you got to really watch it. Uh, on the teammate level, again, you, you think your bros, you think your buddies. I guarantee you that guy is talking to your boss about your territory and how you're not hitting it and how why does he have this state and you know he he uh he just told us he had you know a drug problem you know or he's not calling in that state so all of that gossip i can promise you it's being used against you so make it good gossip make it fun you know uh instead of being yourself be somebody else tell tell him you 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 know you you are the scout leader for four different troops or I don't know what nerdy people do, but you know, you, you, you donate blood, uh, twice a day. Um, I mean, that's something you should do anyway, but just, just, just elaborate the shit out of it. If, if, if you're like me and it bugs you to have to censor yourself, at least have some fun with it. So when they try, cause they'll still try to use that information. They'll say, well, he's going to the doctor twice a week to donate blood. So, so it'll still get to, to your boss. You know, that's two hours out of the work week that, that he's missing. Make it good. Because, again, in my experience, the people with families, yeah, women who are pregnant, I'm sorry. You guys, when when... There's a decision that somebody has to go when it isn't performance-based and you're going up against some a guy with four kids, a woman who's newly married and pregnant, or a guy like me who's just newly married with a dog. I think, they think, the managers think that the least harm done is to get rid of the guy without the kids, right? And... Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it happen a lot. So just just be careful on on what you talk about, to who, when, and where, because you never really know. You're really only seeing these people four and five times, and if you're like me, you wear it on the sleeve. It's just not a good characteristic for sales. I mean, it is. Quite honestly, I think that's the only reason I've had success as a salesperson is because I am myself and I do say the truth and I do say things like in the meeting to a client says every sales rep ever you know um, so I, th I think some of that stuff has made me success successful I also think in a peer situation that that'll fucking ruin you faster than anything else you know if, if you just were yourself for the next two weeks and and didn't work, didn't put a lick of work in, sorry, if you put all the work in the world in, closed, closed a, a deal a day for two weeks, but gossiped like that every day, you'd be gone. Or you'd be in the process of being coached out. So definitely, definitely got to watch it on the gossip, right? Because there's so many other options. You know, the district sales manager is getting sent anywhere from 17 to 20 candidates a day to take your job. Because it's just a giant revolving door. It's a giant merry-go-round. You know, they constantly think someone can do it better. Even if you're a top performer. If you're listening and you're a top performer, great. That's great. I'm happy for you. I've been one too. If you're a consistent top performer, even better. You still got to watch it. I've seen consistent top performers with te with long tenure in the organization get muscled out for saying the wrong shit. So, it's definitely something to think about. You, you really want to be just as jovial as you can without damaging yourself. You have to engage... You gotta laugh, but like I said, make it up, make it fun. Tell tell them you you know on the weekends you volunteer and you dress up like a clown and you go you do a Patch Adams style. I don't know. Uh, 
just make sure it isn't anything real. If you tell them you fish or you hike or you enjoy kayaking, um, your peers are going to take that to your boss and say, well, he's just out fishing or kayaking all day. I promise you. I've seen it happen. Um, so again, if we're, if, we're, if we're together and we're united, we can revolutionize this, you know? We won't have to worry about just ourselves because we'll be part of a group. We can worry about the group and everyone in it. We'll have more leveraging power. It's a very basic business model. You know, the unions have been doing it since the early, early 1900s. And I'm not saying that we need to call it a union. It doesn't have to look like a union. <clears throat> what I am saying is we work to get with each other rather than against each other. And we are LLC. We we do have a presence. And, and they might laugh at us. In fact, they will. But we will still have more to stand on. We'll, we'll have something to stand on and stand together with. So when they try and pull the shit they pull, changing territories, right? How many times does that happen? Or they they train you for six months to, to tell you that it takes a year to sell your their product and then on month 13, they're asking you, what, you know, where's the revenue? I mean, that doesn't even make mathematical sense. I barely graduated high school because of geometry, but I can do that math. It's impossible. It's because they don't like you or there's bad gossip about you. So, another way, that's another way to fix it. If we can harness these things, you know, if, if we can put a little bit of fear into these hiring managers, just a little bit knowing that we're together and, you know, there, there are a couple hundred of us in a state or a city that know that this guy's a bad egg. We can, we can make some change and we can make this job attainable again. Um, you know, I think everyone thinks we're rich and we have all this free time and we get to work from our pajamas. That's not the case. What's the reality? We might as well be sitting in an office with the technology they have. Here's what people don't think about. Uh, if we don't, we, we can work an entire week, we can put 60 hours in and get nothing done and get yelled at and scream, it, scream for it. People don't think of that. Our commission rates are lower than they've ever been in the history, and I'm basing that just off my 10 years. So if you were to actually take those stats back, those would be really interesting to see. So we're not all wealthy, loaded, rich. Working from our pajamas, yeah, we get to do that. That happens, okay? Yeah, that's one of the perks. But they don't talk about the days of the company car are gone. We're using our own vehicles. We, If we're lucky, we get mileage reimbursement, which, which we all know. It doesn't add up to shit. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to, you know, what you're putting on a car, the tires, the brakes, the maintenance, the gas. It doesn't even come close. Uh, I was on a call three weeks ago down in Paducah, Kentucky, way down there. And on my way back from getting told no, of course, you know, on my way back, I ran into a coyote on the highway. It did $2,500 worth of damage to my to my vehicle. Do you think my company pays for that? Of course not. I do. It comes out of my pocket. You know, and there's no way I'd be driving to Paducah, Kentucky, if it wasn't for this company. So, it's another thing. We've got to shift this belief that we make all this money and we just live the illustrious life. Because, you know, when, when the year-over-year -year numbers come in, and the, you know all the deductions we have, um, the gap in the mileage, the damage to the vehicle, you know the 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 putting in a full work week and getting no results. 
we pretty much make X. You know, we gotta we gotta change it. You know, you can negotiate salaries and sign-on bonuses. But people aren't getting them anymore. They're gone. They're a thing of the past. So things are slowly being taken away, and they're they're gone. You know, they're they're still taking, but the majority's gone. Think about it. The company car that identified a salesperson, that's long gone. I know of a single industry that offers that. I know uh, a big transportation company offers company car. Um, you know, the, the perks, the benefits, they're gone. They're not what they used to be. You know, in the 80s and the 90s, what a salesperson could make. Shoot, in the early 2000s, before the 08 crash, I was making more money then than I am now with 10, 10 less years experience at 21. I was a crazed maniac animal at 21. You know, I didn't have a sane thought in my head. So let's, let's get together. Let's create something. Let's create a, a, a document that, that these organizations have to sign that they will laugh at hysterically that will probably take weeks and prolong your employment but will at least have something in writing let's do it that's the goal here I want to get enough I want to get enough people involved uh, I want to get enough feedback to create this document and like I said I don't want to do it through dues I just want to do it through subscription something we all own because it's for the betterment of all of us. Not just me, you know, not just a handful of people. It's the, for the betterment of all of us. Okay, okay. Heavy stuff. No. Uh, but I just want people to know my intentions are, 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 are in the right place. I don't want to be a YouTube star. I don't want to be a podcast star. You know, I don't want to be a Mark Marin. No offense, Marin, I love you. Uh, but, you know, something for all of us. So, another way we can really help each other is by sharing our information on this podcast about industries, right? I know we've got Glassdoor. And, you know, it's pretty accurate, you know, because the data that's put in there is, is pretty good. But, again, these big corporations have realized it. Now they're weighing in. They are encouraging their their favorite employees to, to weigh in. So the, ta the scale is sort of tipping. It's not really as accurate as it was three or four years ago. And it's becoming less and less accurate every day and it's becoming more and more bullshit every day just like anything else on the internet um, so you know and what I mean by that is um, the state of the industry because in, in, in the interview you're talking to potentially two really good salespeople a district sales manager and a zone and a zone manager right or a or a VP, and they know how to sell. They're going to be able to tell you how great the industry is, and 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 how how great the inbound leads are, and it's just thriving and bubbling. We need to come together and and demystify those. You know, break down the myths, and you know, tell let everyone know. Hey, this organization right now, they're they're scutterballing. I know that's not a word, but they're they're just putting warm bodies in territories and throwing shit at the wall to keep their jobs and to keep the shareholders in business. We need to warn each other of that stuff. Because I know I've made mistakes. I've been recruited out of positions where you know I was told there's a booming industry and money to be made, and and it just wasn't. Um, so we needed to demystify all that. And, and have some clarity on, you know, what companies are doing it, 
in what industries because they're getting very tricky on how they name a position, what it actually means, and the difference between what they tell you in the interview and the reality of your first day of your territory assignment. They look like, one looks like a horse, the other one looks like a zebra. So if we can have those stories and we can know that said company, said manager, said VP are filling roles for said position, that it's a Ponzi scheme, it's a load of shit, it's a, it's a fucking awful industry, it's just a, an attempt to save a dying star, a sinking ship, by putting warm bodies in territories, because that, that'll ruin your career, that just adds to the resume diversity, it adds fuel to the fire for these fuckers to use. Um, and if you're divulging that information, unfortunately, that means it's happened to you. But again, it's happened to me. Um, if it hasn't happened and, and you're that guy, I'd never me, I always read through. Again, fucking beat it. Stop listening. Not for you. Right? Admission, admission of guilt does not mean I'm an untalented salesperson. I could go through my stats and I could go through my award show and I could sell you on how talented I am as a salesperson. But that's exactly what this podcast is not about. It's not about me and, and my rankings and where I am as a producer. I've succeeded everywhere. It's about me wanting to get like-minded people together to be more powerful, to have something to combat these giant corporations with even if we just start with these warning signs avoid these recruiters avoid these companies avoid these these um, you know territory uh, alignments or or these these types of positions avoid even if we started out doing that that would be huge right so anybody that that would call in and say, hey, I've, I've got an offer from said recruiter and someone might have been through that process and can warm them. Boom, we're already off to a good start, right? Supply and demand, we're reducing the demand there, which is gonna help us because that dying star, that sinking ship is just gonna sink. And the worthless fucking shareholders and the worthless management team will go down with it the difference being it won't interrupt and or ruin your sales career. So if we could start there, that'd be huge. Right? We've talked about, you know, where where this podcast ideally can go. Where we can all have a place to go to collaborate, to share information. Um, we, we talked about using that information to... You know, to warn each other of certain industries or job titles or or specific recruiters, industries, that sort of thing. Um, we've talked about the Big Brother and the privacy notices. I'm telling you, people, read them, read them thoroughly. If if you got a lawyer, send it to your lawyer. Uh, in fact, any document they send you, send to a lawyer if you, if you have the resources. Um, we also talked about a lot about, you know, the, the social gossip and how that can be damaging, but how that can work to your favor, right? Uh, it can damage you. It can also pull you out of a rut. You can, you can not be performing. You could be at a certain percentage of your quota, but if you got good gossip on your side, you're going to be okay. Your, your your DSM might hold on to you just for that reason. Well, he motivates the team. People like him. I don't want to make everybody mad by firing him. So there's a positive side to that. We talked about that. Um, in summary, you know, we, we, we also talked about who should be on this, listening to this, joining this, being a part of this podcast, and who shouldn't. All you top performers with... Four plus years at, a, at an existing place, 
I just don't think it's this is going to be for you. The only thing that's going to result of your involvement are going to be just nasty comments. And they're just going to get in the way of the rest of us trying to, to do something about this. So, it's not for you. It's not for Jake Smith, the leading sales innovator, adopting challenger sales methods, uh, never missing a month, 10 ways to ensure your business goes on and on, blah, blah, blah. Go away, beat it, nerd. It's also not for you. It is for the, the salespeople out there that want to remain salespeople, that want to start getting things back, right? The We talked about losing the sign-on the sign bonuses, the commission percentage dropping drastically year over year, the, the, the lack of mileage and reimbursement. The, they're not coming back. It's getting worse. The rates are getting lower. We're, we're getting paid less. The stipends are less and less. This podcast is going to be a vehicle for us to get, get it back. Get back what we once had, right? Our sign-on bonuses. A, a, fair, a fair wage agreement to use our vehicles. A fair mileage program, right? A fair reimbursement system. Let's get, let's get those back. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that if we can collectively join together, we can accomplish that. Um, the, the idea of this podcast. It's a podcast for salespeople that want to stay in sales, that want to be treated fairly, that want a fair shot, that, that they, they truly want to go somewhere and work on their craft at becoming a better salesperson and you don't need some type of program or some asshole who said he's never missed a month or a year of quota you don't need to buy his book or adopt his sales methodology you just don't need to do that what we need is long enough tenure in a position to hone our craft right we need to be able to be in an industry where if you miss a, a month or heaven forbid, you have a bad fucking quarter that they can look past that to know that you're a valued employee who will put them back in the black eventually and year over year will continue to pr- produce results and hone your craft. It, it's, for, it's for folks interested in becoming better salespeople from a craft perspective, not a get-rich quick scheme or a methodology to approach that'll immediately penetrate your market and get you more clients than you know what to do with. I've, I've never tried them. I've read the Challenger sales. Some dipshit company made me read the Energy Bus. I don't know if you, any of you have ever had to read that one. That thing's written in crayon. So I have read those too. They didn't, they weren't game changers for me. You know, I, I'm the type of person, I'll try any tactic. I'll say anything. If I'm on a ride day with my boss and he wants me to try a talk track, I will. I'll try anything because I want to get better at my craft. But I do, we're not going to do that from the rich, successful salespeople. Because honestly, there's a lot of luck. There's a lot of right place, right time. There's a lot of daddy or mommy had money, right? Uh, and then you've got your failed salespeople, aka your managers, your sales trainers and coaches. Um, you know, they might have done really good, but they just want it off the street because it's an absolute grind. You know, so that that's what we want. That that's the type of people we want. That's we want feedback from those people uh, to to build something that is ours that we all sign up to and agree to and say hey here we are we are a group of people we're not going to be messed around with we we're going to do our jobs we're going to do what we're paid to do we're going to be professionals we're going to own our craft but we're also not going to put up with your 
bureaucracy and your political bullshit agendas. You're not just going to throw us out on a whim. You know, you're not just going to change your territory so we can get, you know, fucked right out of the job because we have a force now. There's a group of people combined together that if and when that happens, we can put you on the boo list. You know? And and once that happens, good luck to that hiring manager that does that. That changes the territory uh, completely two weeks later is asking you where the deals are after you've been working the previous one for a year. So we can put that guy on the boo list. He'll have a hard enough time hiring a sales assistant, let alone a salesperson. And then he'll get his ultimate dream of, of, you know, being a custodial rep for his entire fucking territory he covers. I'm serious, people. We can do it. I can promise you one thing. If we don't do it, nobody else is talking about this. I know a lot of people are thinking it. I'm watching guys bow out of this game completely because they just don't want to deal with it. I'm not going to do that. I didn't put 10 years in, 8 to 10 years in, you know, to, to bow out of this industry. I like selling. I like being an outside salesperson. I like commission checks. I could never go work for a steady salary again. I like the rush. So I want to fix it. And I, I want to make it better. And I want to give us some power. Because we hold all the power. They fail to, to even recognize that. To, to these companies, we're second-rate citizens. We should just be lucky we have a job. When the reality of the situation is, we are that organization. We are the ones standing in front of their clients, pitching their products. It's decided upon whether a person likes their organization based on us. So let's get back what we're owed. Because this job is hard. How many people have you seen that have said, Oh, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty successful at everything I've tried this far. Let me try sales. Yeah, those guys, they wash out. They don't make it. So we all got something that, that you know, we're all cut from a different jib to, to do this job in the first place, right? But let's not bow down to these people. Let's fight them. Let's fight them in a professional manner. But let's start getting things back. Let's stop losing. Okay? So, subscribe, comment, provide feedback. We don't know what it is yet. I want to get some people. I'm going to get some hosts, some former colleagues, some sharp guys I know uh, for the next episodes to just continue this conversation, continuing letting the fire build, right? And, And let's see where we can go with this thing. Again, let's keep it. Let's share as much information as we can without oversharing, right? That there's that buzzword. Let let's not name names or or companies for now. Let's leave that alone because we all know how easily they can poke and prod and find this information. I'm saying that for the listeners' behalf. I don't give a shit personally. You know, I, I'm to the point where I'm almost the guy with nothing to lose. So much is going out the window. But for your sake, you know, if you leave your company name out of it, you leave your boss's name out of it, for now, I think that'd probably be best policy. But let's get our brains churning. Let's let's do this. On the second and third and fourth podcast, like I said, I'll bring in some guests. We'll, we'll read some comments. Might open it up live. Who knows? Uh, that's if anyone even bothers to listen to this fucking thing so i just wanted to say thank you for those that did uh this this is not gonna die i'm gonna keep doing this like i said i have been wanting to do something like this for years i've been researching the best vehicle i think this podcast is it so say stay in tune bookmark it uh save it as a favorite subscribe to it whatever the hell you do Uh, because it's going to be here. I don't know if it's going to be twice a week, once a week, 
four times a week, who knows? It'll all depend on how well my pipeline looks. <laughs> uh, but thanks again, and uh, let's do it, people. Let's change it. Let's get it back, right? Let's get this. Let's get this shit back. The revolution has now begun. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs>